Everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're live from Larry H. Miller Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram right here in Sandy, 10905 South Auto Mall Drive. We still have plenty of jazz gear for you, shirts, hats. We have the desk ornaments. Drop by and see us, not to mention great deals on new and used vehicles. Uh, we're going to talk some Utah Jazz basketball with Dennis Lindsay coming up here momentarily. He's going to join us on the Sprint special guest line. Sprint, I uh, want to remind you, lease any handset and get an iPad for ninety nine ninety nine. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. And it's uh, going to be fun to talk to Dennis Gordon, no doubt, because uh, training camp's only 12 days away. Can you believe it? It's right around the corner and a lot of anticipation for this season. Uh, as much as I can remember, I mean, I know that Donovan Mitchell created some excitement of Rudy Gobert and others over the past couple of seasons, but this is uh, this has been taken to a new level, and I think that's what I think the Jazz are welcoming it. Obviously, none of it means anything if you don't deliver out on the court, but uh, I, I think uh, I think probably we can ask Dennis this, but I bet he's excited for what uh, the season will hold as well. Joining us now on the Sprint Special Guest Line, the Executive Vice President of Basketball Operations for the Utah Jazz. He is Dennis Lindsay with us on the Big Show. Hi, Dennis. How are you doing? Hey, guys. I'm great. Hopefully you've had a good summer. Uh, back at you, you as well. And, and I don't know if you heard, but Gordon was just talking about the, the vibe, the anticipation surrounding this year amongst the fan base, and it seems like everyone. Do you feel that, and do you kind of experience that too? Yeah, you know, for for me, it's a, it's a little different uh, just because we're always excited about the beginning of uh, every season, whether you're in a rebuild or playoff competitive or championship competitive. But uh, certainly with a, a few of the additions, there's always going to be anticipation. And I think, you know, the, the gravity of adding Mike Conley, Boyan Bogdanovich, some of the other veterans, uh, you know, you can definitely hear the, the chatter around town and excitement's good and hopefully we can deliver on results. Dennis, uh, for a long time we've talked about the moves that the Jazz uh, had made in the past and, and anticipating what might come next. And you used to give me a hard time about telling you to be aggressive and all this. I don't remember that, Gordon. No, I, I, I don't at all. But but your patience paid off, I guess, is what I'm trying to say here uh, with with these moves you've made. Uh, I, I don't know what the possibilities were in the past, but certainly looking at what's real now for the Jazz and what the potential is, and I know you don't really like to get into that, but, I mean, you've got some talent on this team now that you didn't have before. Well, we, we certainly – I think uh, the results always tell you the truth, and we've been eliminated three years in a row, uh, three years ago by an all-time great uh, Golden State team. Uh, certainly there's no shame in that. And then uh, the last two years by the Houston Rockets, who in a normal year uh, would be uh, finals championship quality, but they, like the rest of us in the uh, West, ran in, uh, into Golden State. So uh, certainly those three series and and three seasons worth of information uh, led us to come to the conclusion that we needed to uh, 
to add some skill, and we did. Hopefully not at the cost of uh, unselfishness, toughness, all the things that, you know, are that, that embodied our, our team the last three years, Gordon. And it's just what you said. Look, we've we've had conversations with the Memphis Grizzlies, um, Mike Conley, for five years. And, and I, I don't know if I've said it on you guys' show, but I, I know I've said it publicly before. Imagine if the Jazz were to trade uh, John Stockton at 31 years old, how emotionally tough that would be for the city and the organization. Well, Mike is their version of, of John. And and, and so yeah, I think um, because of management structure in Memphis and the realities of, of a rebuild, and then Memphis, like us, got fortuitous in the, in the lottery, that uh, that they moved up to the second pick. The second pick was a very talented point guard in Ja Morant, and now that they're now they're able to view their future uh, differently. And really, the the material substance of our offer didn't change a whole lot in the conversations. It's just their appetite for for doing a deal. So, like you said, Gordon, sometimes it's opportunities that come your way. Sometimes you want to do certain things and you're not able to execute on them. There's been several drafts where, you know, last draft, as an example, I wanted to move up for one particular player, just like we did with with Donovan, and we just didn't have what the other team uh, wanted. And, and so you have to you have to deal uh, many times with uh, the other teams that want particular things, and sometimes those go your way, and sometimes you have to be patient. And I think the patience uh, made a lot of sense, really relative to we were facing a very unique Golden State team, which if you study the history of the league, is right up there with the Chicago Bulls and uh, L.A. Lakers and Boston Celtics of some of the all-time great teams. That I think you could make an argument that Golden State was right there with the 72-win team in Chicago as an all-time great team. And and a few things, injuries, defections happen. And I think not only just us, but met several teams around the uh, league felt that the timing was right to, to cash in some chips, if you will. Dennis Lindsay is with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And Dennis, Bojan Bogdanovic gave a really interesting interview earlier this summer to an Indianapolis newspaper where he said that the Pacers were interested in, in retaining him and he really liked his time in Indiana. But the reason he picked the Jazz is because of the roster that you've picked together and his role or what he envisions his role to be in it. That's got to be a big compliment to, to the work that you've done here. Well, really, really, the whole group, not just me, you know, Justin put in a lot of groundwork, and, and David Moraway uh, helped us execute uh, some critical free agency deals, and Quinn, uh, certainly our style of play, uh, the players who developed uh, players talking around the league to know that they are going to develop, that they're going to get a fair shake, that he's going to tell them the truth, that he's not going to put them in harm's way. All of those things. Donovan and Rudy's progression uh, certainly had uh, a lot to do with Boyan's decision. And then I think the capstone for Boyan was certainly the Mike Conley trade. And, you know, we, we'd love to see Boyan be our 
uh, version of Drazen Petrovic, and I always had. I, I, I like playing comps, and you can never get a one-to-one playing comp, but I always felt like Mike Conley was the modern-day version of Maurice Cheeks uh, with ability to score and and be quick and and orchestrate with your team, uh, coupled with uh, you know a character-based leadership and authenticity. And, and so, um, yeah, we're we're really excited to get those guys integrated. We're, we're very confident that Quinn and his coaching staff will will do a good job. But look, the players are going to have to buy in, and sometimes uh, uh, people are going to have to sacrifice, whether it be starting or closing or minutes or shots. But I think we've been able to get a group together that uh, will eventually become singular in its focus to to do as well as they can this offseason or this season. And Dennis, you, you know, you talked about that for a long time, but it, that is really important. It doesn't matter how much talent you have if the guys aren't uh, aren't meshing on the court together, right? And it seems so from that standpoint, Mike Conley, the effect he will have on 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 uh, uh, Donovan Mitchell and on Rudy Gobert and on Joe Ingles and, and on everybody. What kind what are you expecting? Yeah, so look, we've our chemistry has been really good since Quinn took over and in particular the last three seasons and we we, we share the ball, you know, Quinn's coined the phrase obvious unselfishness. Uh we defend uh the ball moves. Um and so you can't presuppose that, even though many of our, our our top players are bad guys. You have to work to get that. And a lot of it is is players giving it of, of themselves situationally uh, for the the betterment of the group. And and I, I just the again with I commonly in particular the, the more you're around them the more you like him. You know, he's just one of those guys that it's not what he says. It's very similar in Tim Duncan and his leadership style. It's just a very consistent presence, uh, an easy smile, uh, a way that you can very easily understand why he'd be NBA teammate of the year. But yet, you know, he, he averaged 21 a game last year and, and he and Donovan averaged 24. And, and well, there, I'm sure there's going to be certain games where Mike's going to have uh, a matchup or have a rhythm where he's going to close and Donovan's going to have to understand. I think that's why Donovan's experience with USA Basketball could be a critical piece. And then there's going to be uh, nights where young Bogdanovich and his pin-down ability, he just gets it going or we milk uh, a matchup. And Donovan and, and Mike are going to have to understand. And these are conversations that we've had with with Donovan and Rudy in exit interviews. Uh, and, and you know, it goes without saying, uh, Quinn's been very good at getting a, a team to improve as the year goes on, and, and we expect that to happen. But, again, that's going to be through actions, not words, guys. Dennis Lindsay is with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, Dennis, you mentioned uh, Donovan's experience with Team USA. Joe Ingles playing with Team Australia and Rudy playing with Team uh, France. What do you think about their performances, and uh, will that benefit them as players? 
I, I think it will. I think it's going to benefit us. We were able to avoid any major injury. I think they're all going to feel the, the effects, especially early here in uh, in October of, of a competitive month in, in the World Cup. But Rudy's role was not totally one-to-one in the role that he had with his jazz, but about as similar as you can get. The, the biggest difference is, is the FIBA rules don't don't allow for Rudy to roll uninhibited. And, you know, it's just a better way, in my opinion, uh, with the NBA rules that Rudy's allowed to roll freely. But Rudy had to half roll, and Rudy had to roll wide, and Rudy had to fight through contact, and Many times Rudy had to give up the ball uh, earlier on the roll, so he had to adapt. And I think that will pretend well for him and us. Again, Donovan had to share offensive responsibility with Kemba. Uh, Donovan was excellent uh, with his vision. I think he averaged five assists a game and five to one assists a turnover. So he was creating not only for himself or his teammates, and he was doing so efficiently. And that made me feel really good about the experience that he had with Pop. I just appreciated Pop, one, not only allowing Donovan, Donovan earned it to be team captain, but really impressed on the decision-making part of the game, which I think is a key for Donovan to take the next step. And again, that's great for Donovan. And I think it's going to really show uh, in a positive way for us as the season goes on. And, and also, Donovan just has had to play with a, another primary guard and had to share her possessions. So there, I'm sure there's going to Dennis, what kind of role do you when anticipate? Mike, Mike oh, going. oh, sorry. Uh, I no. wonder what what kind of role that you uh, have in mind for Jeff Green and Ed Davis, and uh, yeah, what, what what do you foresee them doing? Yeah, Ed. Think, all right. Think we might have lost uh, Dennis Lindsay. We'll try and uh, get reconnected. You know, uh, it wasn't my fault when I was talking to you on the phone and it wasn't working. So uh, let's blame Dennis. I think it's it's basically... Let's not blame Dennis. No, no, no. I, I'm going to take responsibility here because I, I think it's basically... I've done something to create bad <laughs> karma. Uh, so I'll, I'll take the... You're going to take I'll this take, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it seemed like uh, I've made a, a number of uh, mistakes today. So, uh, you know, it's it's... It's really me. Uh, Dennis is, is sorry, with Sorry, us. guys. My apologies. Sorry. So I was, I was, Ed Davis and Jeff Green. Ed Davis. Yeah, so Ed is a really good roller, guys, and, and is an excellent finisher, especially using his left hand. And so a lot of the roles that you saw Rudy and Derek finish on, Ed will be able to be of similar ilk. And then Ed, many people don't realize this, Gordon. He was number two in real plus-minus in, in defensive efficiency last year, I think number two to Rudy. And so he's not the the stout uh, defensive figure that Derek Favors is. Their builds are different. Ed does it with mobility and experience and know-how. But, uh, you know, we, we're, we, we really were worried about the loss of Derek in many ways, and we think Ed will help us mitigate uh, Derek's uh, production. And then uh, Jeff Green was someone that's just multi-talented and skilled. He played uh, 
a lot of four for Washington. At times, he played a shooting pick and pop five. Uh, he's so big and mobile. It's interesting to see him today and OTAs, uh, how multi-skilled he is. So I, I think there's going to be uh, several games this year where, where Jeff is going to, from a skill and a know-how and experience standpoint, standpoint all just take over games if you will and look he's not going to have to do that every game uh, uh, you know with donovan and boyan and rudy and mike and they're they're going to grab the larger share of offensive possessions but i think jeff can really be an x-factor on this team and he can raise our ceiling Dennis, uh, you mentioned Derek Favors, and I know everybody's excited about the roster changes this offseason, but it had to be really hard to say goodbye to a player like that. It, it always is. Every one of our guys, Pablo Cheflosa, we're happy that he landed on his feet in Houston, Ricky Rubio, even Grayson Allen. Grayson's play in the G League in that 40-point game, really that last week was a little bit of proof of concept that uh, Memphis, while they were curious about him at the trade deadline, he he became someone that they really wanted. And that's a credit to the star staff, to uh, Grayson's development coaches, uh, to Quinn, that he was able to develop and, and, and help us get uh, a great player like Mike. But certainly Derek is the longest tenured player. Ricky Rubio was a little bit of the beating heart of the Jazz from a competitive standpoint. We're going to miss all those guys. And there's not a guy, Jay Crowder, I, I don't want to miss him either. There's not a guy that we had last year that we wouldn't consider moving forward to bring back to the Jazz if the circumstances were right. We, we wish him all the best. and But Derek in particular, guys, you, you guys were there with him as a young player and in, as a second leading scorer of our team a few years ago to someone who made a lot of sacrifices and really matured. And, and we wish him nothing but the best in New Orleans. Dennis, uh, we uh, had the chance to talk with Frank Layden the other day, and uh, Frank always makes me laugh, but he, he he once told a story about how after he was named NBA Coach of the Month or the Year, whatever it was, he said he came home from work and Barbara had him taking the trash out. I, I, I'm, I'm wondering, once you're... Once you are named executive vice president, or that's just short, Jake, I think of emperor of basketball, <laughs> did Becky have you taken the garbage uh, out? Guys, I will honestly tell you this. I was able to get done with a few of my duties today. Uh, my wife and soon-to-be daughter Noir were out getting their nails done. Jake, my oldest, is getting married at the end of the week here, guys. Uh, so my job, my job responsibility was is. We have two dogs at the house, and dogs eat a lot, and they uh, they go number two a lot. I was back in the back with a plastic <laughs> bag picking up uh, after them. I swept off the porch, so yeah, you know, you may be you may have these big fancy titles at times at work, guys, but when you get home, there's no question you know who the boss is. So I had my honeydews. I completed them dutifully and humbly, and I, I'm glad to I'm glad to participate even in a small way. I'm not sure I'm qualified uh, to do much more in the house other than to pick up after the docs, guys. Well, knowing Becky the way we do, I would have this suggestion for you, Dennis. It is okay. Ne- never say, "Honey, I'm executive vice president." <laughs> 
<laughs> then you know, you're going to be you, sleeping with the hey, dog out in the dog house. Hey, I, I, bet, I bet you guys get the same thing. You know the beauty in our jobs. You know, like there, there's way more important jobs than what we do. There's, there's a cool part to our job. One of the coolest things ever, guys, is when we're sitting on the couch and we don't want to do anything and ESPN's going on, it could be – it could be RSL soccer, or it could be uh, Australians rules football. We could legitimately say, hey, honey, I'm watching this. This has to do with my job, and be <laughs> it be somewhat truthful. So I've, uh, I've leaned on that over the years. Somehow, I, don't, I know this doesn't surprise you, Gordon, knowing Becky, it doesn't work as well as it used to, so... <laughs> she's pretty smart <laughs> yeah well dennis thank you so much for jumping on with us it's great to to hear from you congratulations on the off season and uh really excited camps right around the corner thanks guys i look forward to seeing you guys on media day thanks for paying attention to us and uh let's uh let's pray for good health and uh we really look forward to competing for our fans this year and uh, congratulations and good luck with the uh, with the fantastic personal news this week. Hope you have a good yeah, time. Yeah, thank you. We're excited. We're we're adding a, a great girl to the family. Thanks, Gord. I appreciate that. Thank you, Dennis. We appreciate it. Dennis there Lindsay, it. Executive Vice President of Basketball Operations for the Jazz. So he talked about the various combinations and the players and how they'll be utilized, what his vision is for them. This is what's so fascinating is that in Dennis's mind, obviously this is his profession, this is what he does, uh, judging, evaluating these players and guessing about how they'll best come together and if they will come together and compiling this talent that now it's like a gift uh, it's, it's it's like a gift to the Jazz to be able to to make whatever whatever they can out of it, and Quinn is the master chef now. Yeah, he's I just the, mixed my metaphors. You did. There. I got you though. The the, you know the groceries are good. <laughs> I always got to make a meal. Uh, I agree with Ryan on Twitter, and I almost said something, but uh, Ryan says sounds like Gordon needs to give Dennis a referral for Tom the Pooper Scooper. I sort of. I know. That's what I, I thought. That's where I thought you were going when oh, you were talking to him. You should have I said, should've. I got a guy. You know, th- th- what is a real interesting aspect to this that most people don't know, and I don't know whether I should even bring this up on the air or not, but do you know that Dennis and I almost became neighbors? You, I've heard you say that to I've Dennis that, a couple of times. Yeah, but I don't know whether I've, if I talked about that on the air. Anyway, so I would have been looking over the fence at Dennis uh, picking up the – Dog poop. So can, can and you, then I would have said, Mr. Pooper Scooper, he'll take care of that for you. Can you really say that you were almost neighbors when you considered buying a house in his neighborhood 25 years before he got there? <laughs> <laughs> no, I would have been there first. No, I know, but that's what I'm saying is you almost bought a house in his neighborhood 25 years before he even moved there. Well, it was more like 20. but Or maybe. Uh, yeah. Well, somewhere there. Excuse me. <laughs> sorry, I missed you know, out on that detail. Sorry, but Dennis Lindsay had a great off season. He did. I agree. Justin he, Zanuck, and I imagine that Quinn had some say in this, and all the all the guys over there. You look around. I've talked to guys around the league. I talked to Plasky about this the other night when I was over at the Coliseum, and what the anticipation that we talk about locally for the Jazz is national. And we're not the only ones saying this. 
guys everywhere who have been watching sports for a long time, who get paid to do it for a living, they are looking at the Jazz as a real legitimate threat now. So what does that do? In the past couple of seasons, Quinn has been making uh, what? Uh, give me a give me a meal. Uh, has been making something really good out of out of something not so, the groceries weren't necessarily as good as what he was able to call for them at the offensive end. Defensively, they were very good, but the fact that that team was scoring as many points as it was with its limitations offensively. Is is pretty remarkable. So a meal like chicken salad, for instance. <laughs> I wasn't going to get that that aggressive because I'm not sure that they were chicken before. Ah, I'm just I just like chicken salad. That's all. <laughs> so you just set me up there <laughs> to imply that it, that it might have been whatever it was Dennis was picking up in the backyard. You know, a nice a nice chicken salad. Sometimes, I'm talking about you know it's it's hearty, but but you know. Uh, Crisp? Yeah, when it's done right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When it's made out of the right stuff. <laughs> but my whole point in all this is now, now you've got the good groceries uh, at, uh, to, to, to make even more out of it. Don't it's take. What, well, I was getting at there. I think no longer are you making the chicken salad out of whatever it was before, before it was processed. <laughs> Pork? <laughs> Uh, don't take the bus tour at the airport parking lot. Diamond Airport Parking offers covered self-parking, covered valet parking, open valet parking, and free 24-7 car-to-curb shuttle service. Diamond Airport Parking since 19, yesterday. 1922, just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Did you? Yep. How was your experience? It was good. Really good. You know what I like about it is you, I bet you didn't wait 30 seconds for that shuttle. Man, they run those things out there constantly. Well, I just missed what came out, and it, it just went by. Probably didn't have to wait long for no, the next one, I'm didn't. guessing. And uh, enjoyed it. Uh, it was uh, fine. You know, the car was there, ready to go as soon as we got off the shuttle. Yeah, I like it that way. All right. We'll have more coming up next. It is the Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, live from uh, Larry Schmiller, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ramp, Concius, 10905 South, Automall Drive. Want to remind you to join Scotty and Hans coming up on Tuesday. That would be tomorrow from noon to 3 at the re-grand opening for the Mountain Land Supply Far West Store. Bigger and better, 3124 North, SR 126 in Far West. Free hats, raffle prizes, and a barbecue lunch. Gordon, we'll, uh, we'll get back to chatting a little college football. And, uh, by the way, big thanks to Dennis Lindsay for jumping on with us in the last segment. Extremely interesting interview. We'll have that up in a matter of moments at 1280thezone.com. We'll also get that out over social media so you'll know where to go. Uh, but um, our on-site engineer today, Austin Facer, just tweeted this out. We just watched a, a mail truck get towed for parking in a, uh, a handicapped parking spot over here. Oh, really? How often do you see a, a mail truck get uh, get towed? Where Where is the mail person? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What, they just abandoned the truck here, and now uh, what? A bunch of people don't get their mail? Think that was an empty truck? I hope. Is it going off to the uh, behind the fence and uh, be locked up? I would think so. Isn't that usually where uh, vehicles go when they're towed? <laughs> yeah, and they can't get them out until you pull the wallet out, right? Who's going to pull the wallet out here? 
But don't you? I mean, like a Uncle Sam, like a male. Uh, here, there's your picture there, uh, there, Gordon. Wow. Well, maybe it was. Uh, maybe it broke down. Maybe uh, that's true. Maybe maybe it it broke down. Yeah, yeah it parked <laughs> in the in the handicap spot. Maybe it was just pulling in, and it's going to turn around, and it broke down. But why would the the delivery person leave? <laughs> it's not like you have to run to a payphone these days. Well, you know what I mean? <laughs> maybe he was looking for help. I, Perhaps he had a regrettable dish. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe. Okay. All right. Maybe that's the case. Maybe he had some gastrointestinal. What is that? Uh, gastrointestinal distress. Distress. Isn't yeah. that what they put on the injury report? Yeah, beats me. I, I don't know. I've certainly seen normal cars towed for uh, serious or for similar violations, but but I, um, a mail truck. Because don't they don't never you, seen that before. Don't usually the delivery people just pick up the truck, deliver the mail, and return the truck? Well, okay. Here, let me ask you this: What if it had been a police cruiser? Who's towing that? <laughs> right. I don't know. Not me. Well, apparently the, the, the U.S. Postal Service doesn't carry the same kind of clout there, Gordon. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know who picks up the bill on that. Oh, uh, well, yeah, I'm not sure. But, anyway. yeah, you see I just saw a picture that, that that really happened, huh? Yeah, right out front. Right out there. Yeah, right out front. Oh, all right. So some uh, delivery person's taking a nap somewhere. They well, should know. Uh, just, maybe your, not, your truck has been towed. Maybe it's in the back. Maybe he's sleeping in the back of the truck. Ooh, that would be not uh, not good for him or her. Uh, yeah. It's uh, it, here's the moral of the story. Don't park in a handicapped parking spot. It's probably a bad idea. We're sure that's the case. I, uh, Austin went out there and, sure. and checked it out. Was it? The pieces are all there. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. Okay. So anyway. To a postal delivery person out there, uh, your your truck has been towed. You might want to jump on that. <laughs> Come rain or shine, you might or want snow to... or sleet, or how's this thing go? Or impound the the mail will be delivered. Yeah, maybe not. Not from that truck. <laughs> it was Carl Malone's mail truck. Oh, mailman. Oh, sorry, I'm a little <laughs> a little off my game today. <laughs> it's okay. Sorry. Right. Uh, uh, what stood out to you, Gordon, about what uh, what Dennis Lindsay had to say? I, I think he knows what he's done. I think they, they, the Jazz know that they have put together a nice collection of talent. And when you have a coach who is as gifted as Quinn is in, in getting the most out of his players, they are eager to see uh, what the increase in talent results in. Yeah, I think so. It, it, what's interesting is how do you measure that? I mean, to what, is it regular season wins? Is it uh, only if he goes to the Western Conference Finals? Does it depend on – Dennis mentioned this, that in the past couple of years the Jazz have run into the Houston Rockets, one of the best teams in the league. If not, I, I think the year before last might have been the equal of the uh, Golden State Warriors, and yet the Jazz ran into them, and what are you going to do? So it's, it'll be interesting to see how that is measured, and I think we will be better suited to measure it as we understand, as we see what happens on the floor over the first few months of the season. Then the expectation can grow. If the Jazz are dominant, then you would expect them to go deep into the playoffs. If they struggle, initially they may they may have some adjusting to do, and they may. I would expect them, even though they don't have these ridiculous road stretches, that there might be a few hiccups early on. But I expect those to be 
smoothed over. And then Dennis brought up a really big point at the end, and he did it very skillfully without hitting it over the head with a hammer like I would, and that was uh, good health. Yep. They got to have it. Got to have it. Well, just like any NBA team out there. Got to have key pieces uh, remain healthy for the uh, majority of the year, certainly at the if they're going to do some damage in the playoffs. How about you? What stood out to you? I, I like your evaluation of it. I, I thought um, – I think the observation you made in the last segment where he didn't really downplay anything, mm-hmm. I, I think that was a really important thing. I think – and this will put some pressure on Quinn Snyder, and I'm sure they're having conversations about it, but I'm with you. I think Dennis is pretty proud of what his team has accomplished this mm-hmm. offseason. And I would guess that there are certain things that, that Quinn Snyder has been uh, asking for, um, and I think Dennis probably believes he's delivered. And now it's it's time to see that put into action out there on the floor. And yeah. and I, I didn't – I didn't observe that at first until you really pointed it out, but I, th- I think you're right on the money. Well, I, think about what Dennis talked about when he first got here. What was his little phrase that he always said? No skipping steps. Right. You're not hearing that now. No. <laughs> there has been an evolution over, you know, it's in, and maybe this year it will explode into a revolution. So I think a really astute observation by you. Uh, I, think, I think you're right <laughs> on the money. You. What, I can't give you a compliment? No, no, it's, it's just unusual, but thank you. I'll take it. Unusual? I, maybe I should start complimenting you more, because now you're, like, all defensive over there. Like, I'm not hmm, defensive, no. I'm what do you really mean by that? No, I thought, <laughs> I thought after you said that, I thought, hmm, Gordon's right. That really did stand oh, out. Okay, thank you. I, I do appreciate it. Thank you. No, no, really, I do. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just kind well, of there wasn't a back, backhanded compliment no, by any means. It was a. No, no. Okay. I like your shirt. What is that? It's a golf course. Oh, I like that color. A, a what is that? Golf is that periwinkle? What is that? Or is that something? I don't know. Yeah, is periwinkle? Not sure. periwinkle. What is that, Austin? You know? oh, I don't know. You know? Kind of a lighter it's purple? Of, maybe purple? It's like <laughs> purple. That's a color well, what, now, What's the color that's between blue and purple? Uh, blurple. I think Austin had it. Uh, I think he had it right. Is it purple or blurple? Uh, blurple. That sounds. Be- that, that sounds better. Uh, we want to remind you: if you're buying or selling a home, Homie will give you up to five thousand dollars back to help with your closing costs and fees. Remember, it's simple to get started with Homie. See more at Homie.com. More straight ahead. Uh, there was some Ute news that broke today. We'll get to that coming up next. Live from Larry H. Miller Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram here in Sandy, 10905 South Automall Drive. It's the Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. For Utah, they still have a lot of good things intact to have that great season. Like 7-2, and two, I still think would very well get the division. So fragile this Saturday, you have to win, but I like you to win. And if you do, this actually looks a heck of a lot better than I think people realize. Tell me if I'm going too glass half no, full here. No. I think people are thinking such worst case scenario because they lost. There's still a lot to play for. I do think Utah's going to have a good rest of the season. Mm-hmm. I also see them having a good rest of the season, possibly dropping another game and losing the tiebreaker because they lost to SC and keeping them away from doing something that they should have done. Yeah, you can only do it at 7-2. and two. Matchup-wise, I like you going the rest of the way. Yeah. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5-1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Show. 
Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, live from Larry H. Miller Chrysler, Jeep Dodge Ram, right here in Sandy, 10905 South Auto Mall Drive. I haven't heard you say thank you. To you? Yeah. For what? For picking a band with such great music. Oh, yeah, I, th- I think it's quite drab, actually. <laughs> Come on, you're not going to. Basically ruined my day. <laughs> Just that's all. Good stuff. Like, you, like you, I told you guys uh, earlier, nothing says sports radio like a piccolo. Exactly. Come on, this is good. This is good listening. I, you know, usually I like Jethro Toll, but since you um, <laughs> you have such a bad attitude about all the bands that I pick for Band of the Day, bad attitude. I, I'm going to return the favor. Uh, Gordon, there's a couple of reports out there, and we touched on this briefly earlier in the show, but uh, the Gainesville Sun first reported that uh, the Florida Gators and Utes, uh, University of Utah, have agreed on a home-and-home series in Gainesville in 2022 and in Salt Lake City in 2023, and then a subsequent report from 24-7 Sports... Uh, said that Utah will defer two games versus BYU those two years uh, because Utah's non-conference is already full those two years. And uh, I, I get the, the motivation to add Florida, certainly, and I think that's, that's big news. But I'm with you. I, it, it's a bummer. I, I, I like to see the rivalry game every single year. I do, too. And uh, the, the people who are making this, these decisions are just dumb. They're just not clear. They're just not attached to what what the history is here. And maybe they say, uh, yeah, times have changed, get over it. And I know there are some Ute fans that feel that way. I'm not talking about turning down Florida. I'm talking about maybe getting rid of a couple, another opponent somewhere on the schedule. One of the other non-conference dudes. Uh, one year they have uh, Southern Utah, San Diego State, and BYU. The other year they have uh, Weber State, Baylor, and BYU. Okay, so get rid of San Diego State and get rid of Baylor. Yeah. If you want to have an easy opponent in there, then go ahead and keep the easy opponent and get the other team out who really doesn't really do- – I, I understand. I mean, the Utes, they recruit in Texas. Baylor's down there, right? So maybe they, they're thinking that way. I'm just saying that over a, a tradition of 100 years, these things ebb and flow. Utah is on top right now. They're better than BYU. But that should also add to the enthusiasm for keeping them on your schedule because you're going to beat them. And you're going to get credit for a, a decent football program. I mean, it, it's just not that difficult. I don't think it's that difficult. Now, maybe – there were some scheduling conflicts, or maybe you know one team couldn't change, or whatever. I get it, but why even toy with it? Yeah, add Florida, but keep BYU on there. And I again, I also know that there are Ute fans out there, especially relatively newer ones, who say, "Ah, I don't need BYU." So the, I'm saying, honor tradition that's been there for a, a freaking century. What's the matter with that? You know, this year they're celebrating 150 years of college football and all this stuff. And, and of any sport at any level that I can think of that honors some degree of tradition, you'd think it would be college football. But, no, I just toss it aside. It doesn't make any sense to me. Live Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep Dodge Ram, 10905 South Automall Drive. Coming up uh, on 1280 AM, you get Monday Night Football at the top of the hour with uh, Chicago, uh, the Bears, and the Washington Redskins. If you want to continue to listen to the big show, continue on on the FM side of the dial on 97.5. We'll have more big shows straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We've got everything.
Wrapping up a big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We want to say a big thanks, Gordon, to our friends here at Larry H. Miller Chrysler, Jeep Dodge Ram in Sandy, 10905 South Auto Mall Drive. They've been gracious hosts, as always. Gracious hosts, and I've done business with them many times and uh, bought, uh, I think, like, I think there's three or four different cars here. And uh, it's always been pleasant. It's always been easy. I'll put it that way. Yeah, absolutely. And they're always great to us and they're great to our listeners. And big thanks to all our listeners who dropped by and saw us as well. It's been a fun show, Gordon. We were really football heavy, but uh, had a chance to talk to Dennis Lindsay today, which was great. Uh, we've got that interview up at 1280thezone.com, but uh, you can also get it uh, via podcast on your favorite podcast catcher, you know, Stitcher, iTunes, whatever the case may be. Just simply search The Big Show. You can subscribe to all of our content, but you certainly can find that uh, interview with Dennis. Yeah, it's uh, it's. It's good to hear from Dennis. Good to hear from him. I think he's anticipating some excitement. He always kind of plays it down just a little bit, but I didn't hear him playing it down at all, really. Did you? No, I I think you can tell he's excited to see how it goes. Yeah, he wasn't saying, well, we'll have to wait and see and all that stuff. No, he knows, I think, that he has brought in some fine talent uh, along with what's already there. So. Yeah, what happens next? And he gave a real nice breakdown on on roles and how he sees them uh, with the with the new players. And I, I thought he was very very good. You missed a chance to refer Tom the Pooper Scooper, but maybe next time he's on. Oh uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll get that. Maybe I'll text him right now. Give him a text. Say I know a guy. You, Dennis told us that he he. Uh, had some honeydews to do, which included uh, picking up dog poop, and I was surprised you didn't jump right on that. Shut up! How'd you let that slip by? Well, because uh, you jumped right in and and asked the next question, so oh, I thought okay. I'd let it All right. let it go. All right. Well, but you can help him. Give him a text. Let I him know. All right. Uh, big thanks also to Christian Cox and Tanner Mangum who joined the show today. Thanks to Austin Horton for doing his normal fine work. We really appreciate Austin. Uh, thanks to Austin Facer, on our on-site engineer here at Larry H. Miller Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.